Discover how to adjust your focus and break free of discouragement. Today on Bold Steps with Mark Job. You're so focused on how big the problem is that you've forgotten that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jehovah Almighty, the one that made the heavens and the earth is on your side. And if God be for us, who in the world can be against us? Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church and President of Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Over the past week, we've been in our current series called Facing Your Feelings, and we've been looking at how different types of emotions affect us. Mark has given us biblical pointers on diffusing anger and tools to help us dissuade feelings of discouragement. And we've even learned how to filter criticisms and identify weak spots in our lives. So if you've missed any of these insightful lessons, you can listen to the entire series online at boldstepsradio.org. But right now, with your Bible, let's turn to the book of Nehemiah and uncover how he was able to stand in the face of opposition and how we can too. He says, remember the Lord. And not just remember the Lord, but he says, remember the Lord who's great and awesome. What are you thinking about God? Remember how great and awesome he is. See, not, the, not just God, but remember how great and awesome God is. I want you to, it, it's a shift of focus. It's, it's I'm changing my focus from here to over there. And then he says, and fight for your families and your sons and your daughters and your wives and your homes. Listen, I, I, I would entitle this, turn your faith into fight. You see, what happens when we don't remember how great God is, We lose our energy. The problem starts to overwhelm us. We get discouraged. And then we stop fighting for things that really matter in life. There's some people in this auditorium that should be fighting, but you stopped because of discouragement. There's some men in this auditorium that should be fighting for the destiny of your family, for your marriage and your children. But you're so discouraged that you become passive, silent, whatever happens. I don't have any strength or power to do it. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. You stop fighting for your family, your home, your children, your marriage, because you become discouraged. There's a young man in this auditorium that you're not fighting for your destiny anymore, for your future. For your call, you got discouraged. It didn't work out the way you thought it would work out, so you become passive, accepting whatever comes your way, lowering your bar. There's no sense of higher calling anymore. You're just going to live life like everybody else and accept whatever comes your way because you've lost the will to fight because... The fighting energy comes when you understand who God is and the purposes he's called you to. There's a woman in this auditorium. You've battled with depression. That dark sinking cloud that overwhelms you at times and makes you wonder, is life worth living, really? 
and you feel it overwhelm you once in a while, you gasp for air and come out, but you stop fighting for something that's bigger and you're just surviving right now when God has so much more for your destiny. You have a purpose, a call, gifting, a plan that God has for your life. But you have to remember the Lord your God. I shift my focus to the heavens. From my problem to who God is in my life. I remember that God is with me. I, I was actually, I was actually, I, I, I saw a dance move recently that reminded me of that. Kind of like this. It's kind of the reverse dab is what I, what I discovered. It's the reverse. The reverse. See, you know, it, it goes like this. But, I, but I started thinking, no, no, no. What it is is that, that's how most of us live our life. We're looking down. And God's saying, no, no, you need to get a praise dab. And that means down, you start looking up and say, yeah, yeah, I see God in the midst of my problem. Sheltering myself, I see God in the midst of my problem. How about it? This is a praise dab that God is calling us to, that we look to the heavens and remember that God is high and lifted up. He's on the throne. And, when, and this has happened in my life before when I get overwhelmed with a problem. In fact, just a couple years ago, I remember being so discouraged, so down, so out, and I got alone. And I felt like God said, look to the heavens and start to praise me. And I said, I, I don't feel like praising you, God. I just don't feel it. And, and, and sometimes you have to crank out a sacrifice of praise. You start to have to say, God, you are great, although I don't feel it. You are awesome, although I don't feel it. You are faithful, although I don't feel it. But I declare your faithfulness. I know that you are great and there's something about praise that focuses on the magnitude of God there's something about elevating who God is there's something about remembering that he's faithful yesterday today and tomorrow that God is all-powerful that he's on the throne that he has a plan that he loves you deeply that he hasn't forgotten you that he will always continue to love you that God is high lifted up and awesome and when you remember that God is on your side it gives you the power to begin to fight for those things that really matter in life. I love what David said, by the way. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, David was in a very difficult time. They wanted to stone him. They were distressed. And the Bible says, but David found strength in his God. The King James Version says, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Have you ever had to encourage yourself? in the Lord. Some of you are waiting for someone else to come encourage you. And you're discouraged because no one's coming to encourage you. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I expected them to encourage me. They didn't call me. They didn't do this. So now I'm more discouraged. And now I'm bitter that I'm discouraged. And now I'm mad at people that should have encouraged me. And they didn't reach out to encourage me. And so I'm more discouraged in my discouragement. And now not only am I discouraged, but I'm angry. And when you call me up and say, oh, now you call. What's up? <laughs> but sometimes, like David... 
We just need to encourage ourselves in the Lord. Sometimes we just need to say self. I call myself Job when I'm self-talking. Job, what are you thinking? God's on the throne. He hasn't forsaken you. Remember who you are, that you're a son of God, that the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. Remember what God has done in the past. Remember the promises of the word that I will never leave you or forsake you. Remember that he's high and lifted up. Remember that when you sleep, he doesn't sleep. Remember that he has a plan even though you're confused. Remember that the power of the Holy Spirit has destined you to eternal life in him, has forgiven you, sealed his name upon you. Remember who you are. And I have just have to encourage myself. If no one's around to encourage me, I got to take on the responsibility of encouraging myself self in the Lord. How many of you know sometimes you just have to encourage yourself in the Lord? David encouraged himself in the Lord. I love what Romans chapter 8 verse 31 says. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, then who can be against us? Encourage yourself in the Lord. Shifting our focus from our problems to our purpose. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job. We'll continue our lesson about discouragement in just a moment. Remember, you can always find these daily lessons and catch up on previous messages by going online to boldstepsradio.org. Right now, we want to let our bold partners know just how much of an impact your support is really making. For those who aren't already on the team, our bold partners are those faithful listeners who give financial support to this ministry on a monthly basis. And Mark, uh, let's take a moment here because I have a letter with a very important question we received from one of our listeners in Africa. And we thank our bold partners for reaching countries like Malawi and Africa. This listener says, I am one of your listeners here in Blantyre. I'm a Muslim. I follow your English program very closely. I'm interested in what you said about who is entitled to receive eternal life when Jesus will return. Can we really know ourselves that we are saved? In Islam, it is impossible for one to know in advance that you have eternal life. You said only those who have accepted him into their lives will have eternal life. But what about us who pray five times a day? Are we the ones or not? How do you know? Yeah, and so I appreciate this question. And let me say to this uh, listener, there are a lot of good works that people do. People go to church. People pray, uh, people give alms, uh, people help the poor, and all those are good things. But the Bible is very clear that our good works are as filthy rags before God. In other words, you and I cannot earn our salvation by good works or by praying five times a day or by doing good things. We are sinners And all our good deeds, the Bible says, are as dirty rags before God. That's why we need a Savior. No matter what religious background we come from, we all need a Savior. If it were not so, Jesus would not have come. And so I want to read what it tells us in John chapter 5. Jesus said, Whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He is crossed from death and to life. So let me be very clear about this. There is no church that can save you, priest that can save you, prayers that can save you. The only thing that gives you eternal life is when you come to the point of realizing, I need a Savior. 
in faith, I believe the message of Jesus. I turn away from the way that I've been living and I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And he changes me from the inside out. The Bible says at that moment, I have eternal life. I know for sure that I have eternal life, not because I'm proud or bragging or because I'm better than someone else, but I know for sure because I've trusted my life to Jesus Christ, I'm born again, and I believe the promise that God gives me in his word that those who believe have eternal life. And so I want to challenge you, if you're listening to me, if you have not taken that huge, important step, that you would take that step today. By the way, if you want to know more about this, get a Bible, read the book of John, and meditate on the words of Jesus in the book of John, especially John chapter 5, verse 24. Great. Thank you, Mark. And thanks for the question. We love hearing from listeners how God is using this program to impact your life. So if you have a question for Mark, maybe even a prayer request that our team could pray for, we want to hear from you too. If you'd like to be a part of this kingdom work and help us spread the gospel across the globe, we invite you to join our Bold Partner Program today. If you choose to donate $30 or more each month, you'll not only help us continue our mission, but also receive some special perks, including a 50% discount on all Moody Publishers resources in our online store at moodypublishers.org. This includes popular titles such as Gary Chapman's The Five Love Languages and the Moody Bible Institute's Bible Commentary. And that's not all. You'll also receive a signed copy of Mark's book, Unstuck, Out of Your Cave and Into Your Call, and a bi-weekly email from Mark filled with uplifting lessons and videos. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to make a difference and receive valuable resources in return. Sign up today as a bold partner by visiting boldstepsradio.org. All right, continuing now with our message about facing discouragement, here again is Mark Job on Bold Steps. I believe that you need to determine in advance that your default mode is the mode of praise because when you're not down and out, unless you get in the default mode of praise, then it's hard to remember to encourage yourself in praise unless you set your dial to praise. I quote the great philosopher, student of humanity, social entrepreneur, Mike Tyson, the boxer. He said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. How about it? You know, you can have a plan, but discouragement just has this way of just knocking us out of, out of orbit a little bit. And you know in normal circumstances, you would praise, you would get perspective, but sometimes when you've been hit so hard, it's hard to get your spiritual bearings when you feel like the wind has been knocked out of you. Number four, so not only filter criticism, identify low spots, adjust focus, but lastly, break isolation. You need to challenge your patterns of isolation and choose to connect with others walking in that same direction. Look what Nehemiah said in verse 19. Then Nehemiah said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, the work is extensive and we're spread out. And we are widely separated from each other along the wall. Did you catch that? 
We are widely separated from each other along the wall. In other words, we're over here, we're over there, we're way over there. We're separated. And the work is extensive. And so Nehemiah said, whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there, for our God will fight for us. Let me tell you something. One of the most dangerous places to be in your life is in isolation when you're discouraged. And sometimes people feel the enemy lies to you and says, you are all alone in this. And when you feel alone and isolated, it's in your isolation and your aloneness, if you haven't learned to encourage yourself in God, that the most dangerous place to be is alone with your own thoughts. How about it? You ever been alone with your own thoughts and your thoughts are scary, discouraging? Where darkness overwhelms you and you just feed that darkness and self-pity. And the longer you're alone, the worse it gets. The deeper you sink, the darker it gets. Because the self-talk that's coming from you is the self-talk of discouragement and pity. And what you need is to break out of isolation. And you need to get around some people. Don't wait for some people to come to you. You go to some people. Join a small group. Call someone out. Reach out to someone. Because isolation is the natural place that discouragement takes us but it's the wrong place for us to be when we're discouraged when you're discouraged you don't want to be around people who wants to be around people when you're low or someone to ask you how you doing you have to fake a smile and say fine but inside you're dying Nehemiah knew that when you're intensely working on something, that there's times when the trumpet has to be blown so you know I'm not alone in this. And you gather together with other people and he said, remember, our God will fight for us. It's not other people, but it's God will fight for us, but we just need to know we're not alone in this. Some of you have been deeply lied to. The enemy has told you that no one cares in this world, that your life doesn't matter. I talk to people on a regular basis that come to me. I've had this conversation probably four times in the last three months where someone will come to me and say, my life doesn't matter. If I were to die today, no one would care. And I'm thinking about whether life is worth living or not. I have people so overwhelmed by despair, so lied to by the enemy that they think that their life doesn't count, doesn't matter. It's not worth living. I had a father tell me, with a couple small children, I think they would all be better off without me. Do you know how many times I thought of driving off a bridge running into that cement wall because I think, well, they'd probably be better off without me. A conversation like this not too long ago, I grabbed that guy by the shoulders. I said, what? Are you crazy? You must not understand how much your girls need you. You must be blinded to the fact that you shaped their destiny. That your life does matter. That you do count. That people really care. 
And if you doubt every single person on earth, never, never doubt the incredible, passionate, submersive, non-failing love of the God who designed you and created you and has loved you from the beginning because the Bible says that nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Break out of isolation. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that none of you be hardened through sin's deceitfulness. So I'm going to close by challenging you to use these four steps to break out of the discouragement that you're in. The picture that I had as I finished my the 1030 service was that some people are tied by discouragement and that God wants to God wants to break the ropes of discouragement on your life so that you can be free to praise him again and free to do what God has called you to do. Some of you are bound by discouragement right now. You've let it tie you up in knots. The very things that God has called you to do, you're not doing the very things that the purpose is for his life, you've stopped doing because you've been so bound by discouragement that God wants to cut the ropes of discouragement, set you free to be able to serve him again, to live for the purposes that he's placed upon your life. I believe that some of you need to be free from discouragement today as you begin to put into practice these steps. And I also believe that some of you need to be encouragers. There's nothing like a discouraged person that gets set free to start to encourage other people. You know, I've had a lot of criticism over the years. Hundreds of letters. Hundreds. Some of them viciously attacking. And you know what? I haven't saved one of them. But I do have a file at my house. The label says encouragement notes. Some of them will go way back. I have a whole stack of them like this. People that have written random notes of encouragement. Hey, Pastor, you really encourage. Hey, I really needed to hear that. Or this meant so much. Just, I have a whole file called encouragement notes. And once in a while, not very often, but once in a while, I'll pull out that file. Just kind of read through some of those. Sometimes the enemy will lie to you and you have to remember, hey, hey, this does matter. It does make a difference. It's the power of encouragement. You're listening to the Bible teaching of Mark Job right here on Bold Steps. And Mark, a lot of us have been called to encourage those who are feeling overwhelmed and discouraged. But for some of us, you know, beating these faulty emotional patterns requires us to stop living in isolation and dealing properly with our hurt feelings. We're going to talk about that next time. Yeah, we're going to talk about hurt and how to handle it. And 
When it comes to hurt, our natural response is to nurse it, rehearse it, and disperse it. Okay. And I believe that hurts are inevitable. I mean, you live, you will get hurt. So the question is not, will I get hurt? The question is, what will I do when I get hurt? Let's be proactive about it, right? Absolutely. All right. We'll get after that message next time here on Bold Steps. Mark, it seems like the spiritual health of our society has been falling apart. For many of us, we're not sure what to do. How do we get here? Yeah, you know, Wayne, we live in some interesting times where there was a large swath of our culture that were nominal believers in Judeo-Christian values, Mm -hmm. and that has quickly shrunk. Yeah, they used to support our beliefs. They used to support or tolerate or embrace Mm -hmm. or affiliate, but now that has shrunk more. And so Christians have a couple options. One, some Christians have become more and more unsure, uh, lack of confidence, mild, kind of shut down. Uh, But there's a place for boldness, generous, gracious boldness. Daniel is a great example of that. A young man that is really a slave, but in, in a pagan culture that's trying to really squeeze that Judeo-Christian value out of him, but he stands up boldly and bravely because of his faith, and it turns not only his life around, but it turns the nation around. Indeed, it's our Bold Step Gift, a book by Alistair Begg titled Brave by Faith. To request this powerful and timely book, give a gift of any amount to support Bold Steps. Call 844-615-7363. Again, 844-615-7363. Or give your gift online and request the book by visiting boldstepsradio.org. Well, I'm Wayne Shepard, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we learn to face our feelings. Our message will focus on dealing with hurtful feelings, and it's coming up Friday on the next edition of Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.